0: Easy game bookmaking. All you need is tickets and chalk. Change the prices, take money and win. Done our dough, chaps.
1: We've
2: done our dough. I'd see that that's, attitude, that's, unfair. that's unfair. I would see I would see betting shops return to laying bets as opposed to being mini casinos.
3: And a very warm welcome to the Bar Stewards Inquiry Weekend podcast. And joining me this evening are three very likely candidates to put you in the winner's enclosure this weekend. It's John Lang. Good evening, John. Good evening, Lee. Second on this evening, Andy Richmond, back after his sabbatical. Good evening, Andy. <laughs> Good evening, Lee. And last but not least is Paddock Guru. He's been all over North Yorkshire this week, Adam Norman. Good evening, Adam. <laughs> Good evening, lads. <laughs> I don't know where he's been over no, all over North Yorkshire for, but he's been all, all over. All over, <laughs> all over,
2: over the place, place, as always.
3: Yes, 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 yes. Anyway, on to today's show, and it's an absolute corker, and we're hoping to carry on from our rather good form of late, uh, especially with the uh, the followers and the and the, the tipping at the Craven meet this week. Uh, John, of course, coming up with a star turn Aiden uh, for our um, loyal listeners. And uh, John, you must have had a cracking Craven meeting. We saw Bob Parker as well, winning at Shon T. Yeah,
0: that was that was nice in particular. because um, I like that horse and another another win on ground I don't is ideal for him. So Yeah. Watch this space one, give him a bit of um, yeah, you, decent.
3: You might be you might be uh, having having your lot in the dante against um against the Kilts Royal
0: patronage. Yeah, well he can come fast if I run three, he?
3: <laughs> good stuff Alright, okay, without further ado It's a busy, busy show um, We've got nine meetings to plough through We're not going to cover them all um, But certainly if you're studying this evening um, You might want to not bother with half of it um, <laughs> and, <laughs> but, but we've certainly got enough to get our teeth into For some good bets So I'll, I'm going to go around the houses now For our best bets so. Andy Richmond, you've been longest off the show So you can go first with your at one pointer point. One
1: pointer, right. i go to Haydock for the 244, and I shall go to a horse, I think might have been a bit of a nut, I think at one stage, I thought he was a bit of a nutcase, but he seems to have settled down a little bit. So I'm referring to in the 244, Noctave um, who I was quite, I've been sort of mildly impressed with since his uh, misdemeanor at Hereford when he ran out. Um, I thought he ran a very good race at Sandown last time out. Uh, one the time before, there's uh, that fall at Catterick is on his uh, CV. It's a competitive enough uh, heat tomorrow, um, but I think, he'd be, uh, I think he's okay. I think he's got, a, I think he's got a little bit in hand of the old handicapper. Uh, this horse, um, so I'll go. i have a point on Nottable Arses. He certainly jumps very well. Most of these in the race, I don't know. I'm not convinced about isolating a finish. Coran Cross has frustrated me, um, and I think the main danger probably comes from Numitor, who might get a little bit loose up front. But uh, I think not artists. I just give him the nod. He was. Uh, Overhauled last time out, but given uh, by one, we've got a very good ride. But I think Noctable Artists, I'll have a point on table
3: Artists in a 244 at Haydock tomorrow. Work it up. So 9 to 2 for Andy. Okay. Noctable Artists, Stan Shepherd on board after a good second behind Foxborough of
2: um, Robert Walford's last time. Adam Norman, for your for one pointer, please. Okay, uh, nice low key start for me. It's at uh, Newton Abbott in the one o'clock. <laughs> uh, the is a 5 runner handicap chase. I like uh, as you like here um, in, in the green and gold. He uh, was shaping up into a a Newton Abbot specialist uh, a couple of summers ago. Uh, was second three uh, three times and and uh, won twice at the track. Um, he's won uh, a couple of times elsewhere since and, and uh, spent a long time running in races that I didn't really think he was he could win typical sort of jp style uh, soft ground three milers uh, in sort of tracks and races that he couldn't really win off higher marks he's not really cascaded down the weights um mainly because he won uh three starts back uh, last summer off a similar markers as, as what he is running off tomorrow had a spin at ludlow last month which was just a sighter um he uh, has got, as I say, four opponents. And Any race that, that Seddon is running in, uh, I, I want to have a go in because I, I absolutely can't bear the horse. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't have the scope for fences and always takes a nice chunk out of the market, considering his connection. So uh, we should have a good pace on here with Shoal Bay. Uh, as you like, it will stay uh, further, but he's, a, as I say, C&D winner a couple of times. Um, Rock on Rocco is the other short price one in here. Coming back off a quite a lengthy absence, there's every chance he's ready to go and, and, you know, he's unexposed and there's every chance that he could win first time. But uh, he only won a two-winner race when he was last seen. And uh, as I say, those two take a chunk out of the market. So, as you like, uh, has been put in quite a decent price. So, um, one point on him. Good stuff. Fifteen two available.
3: We'll like the uh, ground on top tomorrow down at the Abbott. And I hope that goes well for you, Adam, as you like there in the one o'clock race. John, coming to you for your one pointer, please.
0: I'm a little bit sick about this one because the phrase has had a bit of stick. Um, This is in the 250 at Cork. (laughs) And this is, uh, uh, funnily enough, it's the next Simcock horse that I flagged up last year when it went to Edo McGuinness, and that's Brinkstie, or Brinkstie. Um and three sighters at the back end of last year. I actually put it up as a bet on one of those three sighters. Um, I was never given much hope. It was just blatantly not off any of the races. Um, I noticed they're putting the hood on today, um, so they've got their excuse ready for the uh, skewers. when the inevitable questions are asked. Um, 83 is very workable. achieved that mark as I say right like running for Simcock so we had the usual it was doing everything the hard way um, I think this track and trip will be our and um, I'll go with one point win in case of are stopping if they've missed the price
3: Okay so that's that's, that's John <coughs> one point win on Bringste after John's took all the 50s and left you lot with 16s. Um, so good luck with that, John. Um, Sob the paupers. You make sure you've got the 50s, mate. Well done. Um, so so, <laughs> so that's, that's John's first rounder. Nice big price for us, Avedo McGuinnesses. Uh, I'm going in the 132 at Musselburgh for my uh, one-pointer. And uh, John will be pleased to know I'm going for one of the Kilton, the Sporans, um, <laughs> in, in the shape of value theory. Um I think the price is under pressure a little bit. It has been bigger, as nine to one yesterday. Uh didn't expect to see nine to one. Uh that's just uh Toy Town. Uh six to one is currently available. I would probably have the horse favourite, uh, given that what the kilt does, you know, this this won't be out of the back held up. Um I just think this is rather strange placing, and I don't think that's the last time John will be saying. Throughout this flat season, that's rather strange placing from the kilt. This is a filly that's already got a black type. She's a she's a Group Three place behind Majestic Glory. Um, in second was Wild Beauty, who is favourite for the Fred Darling uh, tomorrow. And this is this and, and she wasn't disgraced in the Supreme. She was six behind Miss On Scene. Um, Hello, you, which was uh, which was which ran well in the uh, Nell Gwyn this week. So. I was just perplexed why, why, why you've got black type with a filly. You, you're coming for a handicap. Um, it's not a particularly valuable one in terms of, all well, right, fifteen thousand for the winner. But, but there'll be, uh, I'm sure there'll be uh, bigger scalps than that for a filly with uh, possible black type, further black type prescensions uh, to a CV. But anyway, I, that's how I looked at it, and I thought uh, six to one uh, in this sort of class. I thought that was the one to be on of uh, the Sporans, given that spirit catcher. Um, I, I thought was a doubtful stare at a mile. That's the other representative of the yard. I know it's by new Bay, um, but it's quite sprint bred on the, on the, on the, on the, on the dam side. And also um, I think uh, he's quite a quick mover spirit catcher. I watched him on the all weather. So value theory for me, one point win at sixes uh, for the kilt. Uh, I think that's the right one of that teams to be on. So we come to our second best bets and uh, John, I'll swing it round, John, I'll come round to you, uh, first of all.
0: There is a fascinating race at 5.45 at Cork. Um, (laughs) Regular listeners will remember a couple of weeks ago I tipped up the horse called Action Motion. You did. um, Who simply wasn't off a step. No. Um, It was was quite disconcerting, really. I mean... uh, it was, it was very tenderly handled, to say the least, when the straightened up in a fairly slowly run race where it's ridden from the back. Um, cheap Paces are going on here, and he's considerably down in class um, to give way to some what looks on the face of it some right scrap. However, Nasty Jim has one in here that's also got the look of being plotted up. With three runs at sprint trips no messing about straight up to 10 furlongs knackers off um and also Noel's no Noel maids really has been a disgrace as well that's going straight up in trip so I, it was a bit of a tough call which one was going to be the, the most off shall we say um but i think I'm, i've probably got two to bait here so i'm, I'm going one point each way on action motion oh,
3: Adam Norman's I don't know. I wankering. <laughs> <enough. laughs> what one point each way? Action, action motion. Disgrace, disgrace of a bet. i running into two, That's
0: why. Right.
3: <laughs> Six to one, four places on offer with the books. Fifth the odds uh, for safety, John. Just because he's top of the nap's table now, John thinks it's John, right, but John's but trying
0: could win, to, it, could
3: win it. Yeah, he's trying to cement his position on the top end. Action, <laughs> motion for okay. John. In the five forty-five with an each-way wanker situation, uh, Adam Norman, um, you you might top him with an each-way bet.
2: There might be one later on, Lee. But um, <laughs> my, my my mo, as you noticed, is trying to find the weakest race and uh, on the day and um, <laughs> try and find some value in it. So yeah. uh, I'm going to go to Carlisle next two fifty-four. It's actually not a weak race, but it is a, it is a, a sm- another small field um the horse is Miss Amelia trained by Mark Wolford. uh I saw her come back uh, after an absence at Weatherby last month she uh she, she looked straight enough to be honest but uh there was a funny old race where a horse called Rose C Hass was given a, a, a an easy lead at the start and they didn't really uh, make any attempts to close it down so uh it looked like a spin out under um under the bin man um jockey upgrade tomorrow tom midgley takes off five um, we love a bit of midgley um and um miss amelia it's what, what a mare she was she uh she did a job for me i remember at, years ago at, at the raisin off 78 uh and uh, here she is now off 112 but she um she, she found bundles of improvement this time last year uh on all types of ground and even went to Cheltenham and ran the class two and, and did herself proud. Uh, she's seven pound lower than she was that day, uh, or about a year ago. Um, and she's she's, she's probably had some issues. Uh, that's why she, she was, uh, uh, off most of the winter, but, um, I think this race might just fall into a lap wheel Bari uh, as, as uh, another one who's just gone right through the ratings with some, um, dashing front running antics um, but we've got tonto spirit in here and joke dancer uh, and slain lock who all on their day like to push it so um uh, it, as long as they don't leave Will barry in front and and, and uh, allow him to do his own thing i can just see miss amelia having a nice pop round and um, being delivered at the right time and uh, as i say i think um i think there's value against wheelbar he's been putting pretty short tonto spirits probably being being lined up for some some cartmel antics this spring and um i think miss amelia should be you know as i say that right there at the right time and she's super consistent so two points uh, i think she's about 92 isn't she yeah
3: yep nine to two generally available yeah. um i can remember when she let me down for a four-timer a few years ago at doncaster um <laughs> Yeah. And I think she, she then wants on to win, I think something something like four four of an X
2: six. Yeah, she suddenly uh, just found a bundle of improvement on all, I always thought she was a good ground horse, speedy good ground horse. And then she she started winning on the you know, in the in the mud. It was it's very odd. But uh um yeah, Bonnie Mare, Mare and um and uh, yeah, I think uh I think tomorrow she I think nine to two is too big to be honest, man. I thought she'd be near a three to one. I think she'll go off about that price. Yeah. So uh,
3: Miss Amelia for Adam Norman at nine to two for his uh, two point uh, win bet. Uh, Andy Richmond, um, your two pointer, please. Right,
1: we're going to Musselburgh, for the very last race. They're getting out stakes. The four fifty seven. Yeah. And the horse is McKean. Ah. Did very did very well at uh, well from where it was ridden from last time out at Leicester. Uh, against three who were um, more forwardly ridden, shall we say, uh, McKean, who goes well when fresh, I thought was very much didn't get any room at all, didn't get a uh, didn't get a, a run in the closing stages whatsoever. Uh, I think Stevie Wonder could have probably seen it as was uh, uh, not given a <laughs> not given a particularly good ride. I don't think uh, didn't get a clear run. Certainly one to be interested in. That was in a 0 to eighty. Dropped into a nought to 70. Hopefully won't be as far back tomorrow around the uh, the racetrack that is uh, Musselburgh. Should get a good pace to aim at. it has got a couple to beat in sasson d'Or who was in decent form last time out at Newcastle, and Palace Lord, who completes a hat-trip. But they're both going up in grade. McKean looks a little better than this. Seven to two, I think, should be quite uh, winnable off over uh, over a mile round the old you know, Musselburgh track. Hopefully gets a good pace to run out. Clear run, McKean, two points to win. Tar, very
3: much. No, good stuff. Um, was eye-catching, certainly, at Leicester mm. on reappearance? So that price. was
1: a much better race last time out than this is.
3: Indeed, um, that was a that was a that was a fairly competitive class four, Um this this would be a lot weaker. Um, obviously, getting in with the, the the new BHA rules of you're able to run off seventy two yep. in a order seventy. So I like it. I like the placing, and um, that should give you a good run for your money there. And this a, a good two point bet, four to one bet, three six five. That do um, nicely for, for you there. Um, Palace Lord, the current market leader at seven to two. Written by Johnny Pate, a friend of the show. Um... <laughs> uh, we move on to, to my, my, my rubbish now. Um, the, the 2.25 at Newbury, the Fred Darling, why not go for one of the competitive stakes races of the day in which to put you away? Um, I, I'm really liking a big-priced horse here, and um, there's no each-way wankering with this. It's a two-point-on-the-nose bet on the Richard farhi trained Barbonera. Um, It's a monstrous 25-to-1, cannot be 25-to-1 as long as I I can breathe and and look at at screens. Um, (laughs) This this horse uh, caught my eye greatly on on debut, really, where basically he shaped like much the best in the race, got messed around and, and finished off real nice, showing a good attitude, just getting touched off. So I thought straight away, I thought, you've got the attitude to go far, Next time out at York, it bolts up by three, beating Selby's Pride. Obviously, it's, it's not form to just go berserk about. I mean, Selby's Pride finished third to Edward Cornelius at Thurston the other day off 82. Um, so it's just, it, it, but it still stamps Barbonera as a, as, a, as a really nice filly to do that. Um, and then the eye-catching one for me was in the um, Bars Rasham, the listed race last weekend, where she, re-opposes one that comes against her in symphony perfect now what i thought was interesting for barbanera on a third run she she still looks a bit green and just a bit lacking experience for a race of that nature at that point she didn't come down the dip at all she lost probably two and a half lengths going down the dip she's as if to say what's this come up, re- come up the hill really nicely um and was only just touched off a second by desert dreamer well Desert Dreamer last year was was uh, was running all the top sort of fillies races, uh, ran, was third in the Lowther, was five lengths behind Tenebrism at Newmarket, uh, was second to Zane Claudette, second to Sandrine. You know, it's really good form. Um to to do that on your third start when you when you're not quite all there mentally at that point um there's plenty of stamina in the pedigree so the step up to seven I don't think it's any problem the way she came up the hill there um in that listed contest and i think 25 is a complete insult and it's interesting that the yard have gone for Sumi on. Uh, who's riding the, the the other good horse of theirs in the, in the Greenham. And I think it could be a red-letter day for Faye down there. And I think Barbanera will outrun her odds massively. So I'm very confident I would be no bigger than 10s. Nines or 10s, I'd be. So 25s. Phil, uh, if you want to go each way and be and, and be a cautious Claude, be my guest. But I'm very keen on Barbonera, and it's two points on the nose. So good case made. I hope you enjoy that selection and race, and we can get some points on the board. Right, best bets time. I'll 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 start it off as as, as you chaps have uh, have led the way. Um, Irish National on Monday um, is where I'm going, and I, I I'm all over this. I, I I just think it's it's a three to one chance. It's it's a strong favourites chance. I I can't believe really it's, it's seven or eight to one because I, strangely I, I think they've trained this horse for this race. I think I think all the, all this uh, showboating in the Grade Ones this season. It hasn't looked off a yard. Um, that's Gallard de Mesnil, um, the, the the William Mullins runner. Uh, Paul Townend's in the saddle. Um, it, it, it's just quite remarkable what they've done with this horse because obviously this is a horse that was second to Bob Ollinger at last year's festival. Uh, um, it won the, it won at Punchestown uh, in the Grade One, beating Ashdale Bob. So you think so? Everyone's looking forward to it as a chasing campaign thinking this will make a chase a bloody bar you know and it was third to Cappadano at Nars over two miles three uh beating at four to eleven um and then it, it wasn't really off at, at, behind Bob Ollinger when it was third they rode it from the back every time they were wide and held up at Leopard Sound behind Galloping Deschamps never put in the race at 33s and then at Cheltenham last time I mean, if this was, a, if this for me, you'd have them in. You'd just say, well, you've <laughs> not you've, you've not put this in the race. Long press went from the front, we're hey, hoi senior. This was just held up and wide. It was just as if to say, we're well, just having a spin, lads. You're in a grade one. Um, and this to me looks like absolutely, totally plotted up. Um, it's a novice, so I, I get that. But, uh, you know, for the prize we on offer, it's great planning. To win two hundred and seventy thousand euros and and I think I think it 's a three to one perk I think it 's too much class for these off one hundred and fifty four I think it's probably a an early one sixty 160 to one sixty five animal and I think as long as things go right in the run, which is it 's a little bit of a big ass a lot of value there eight and seven to one so um i 'll take seven to one because obviously I, I understand there 's only maybe one bookmaker going in the eight so seven to one that 's where my three points are going this Easter weekend on the nose. Right, I'll come to you, Adam Norman, for your um, best bet.
2: Okay, I was a bit split here because I could have gone for an obvious, a more obvious one for a three point. I, 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 I thought I'd unearthed a real long shot, but it, uh, it, it hasn't been missed, unfortunately. But I'm going to tip it up anyway. It's in the 425 at Haydock, um, which is a competitive handicap hurdle. Um, and it's a horse called the Macon Lunatic um it looks uh like a sort of a big slow boat um and it is to be honest um i don't know where to start to be honest he uh, he, he won a couple of races at donny uh or three races there uh uh sorry a couple of races there early doors won a handicap at foss uh this time last year um tends to like goodish goodish ground with a bit of bit of cut so hopefully it's a similar tomorrow uh uh he He's been running over fences all year or uh, all, all winter, and um, he's just a sort of a big, ignorant brute, and and uh, punctured several decent chances with with one or two dodgy leaps. Um, I've been I've been absolutely crying out for him to wear some headgear, uh, which he which he does get tomorrow, and that's that that is the key to the to the bet really. Uh, he was he was dropped back over hurdles last time at Donny and ran really well behind the much improved Sultan's Pride. Um, I just uh, the the jockey change, Keelan Woods is is on for Luca Morgan. Uh, may may or may not be a, an upgrade depending on your view on on Woods. Uh, um, it, it it there's a, quite a few sexier horses in this, um, but uh, I just. It, it, it's just one of those that i've been waiting out for for the for the right sort of situation or scenario and and they've thrown the, the, the headgear on he may get a bit outpaced if it's if it is livelier than the good to soft he might be struggling but hopefully the blinds will um will, will help in that regard and um uh, he, he just i just think he's got a big run in him off off the off his uh, mark of 118 so um as I say, I, I was kind of hoping for, for a re- really, really big odds. I know he's double figures in a place. I wouldn't particularly be that keen on taking the sort of, you know, six, seven, eight. But um, if, if you can get some, you know, if he drifts out in the morning, it's I mean, it's a competitive race, obviously. But as I say, I've made the case for him. And I think um, around 10 to one, he is a solid each way bet. Oh! Oh, no, oh. I
3: just fell off my chair. I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's a disgrace, absolute disgrace. Calls everyone out for putting each way bets out, and Norman does it again with the with the. Tw- I'm going to give him twelves though because because we need we need to stop Frank's winning this year's Naps table. So <laughs> everyone needs as much help as what we can get. And it's twelves we bet three six five. Yeah. Well, Denise Kurtz, yeah. you can't knock her. Um, Twelve to one four places fifty odds uh, for Norman's uh, wanker bet there. Uh, to, to it'll scrambling in fourth hanging on by by a head.
2: You just <laughs> yeah. know it.
3: you just know to get
2: fourth, Yeah. Yes.
3: Yes. Yes. So thank you, Adam, for that. Um, John, I'm coming to you for your very best. Nice.
0: Nine meetings tomorrow. Yes. Uh, I've ended up overlapping with Ooh. <laughs> um Honestly, like, well, this is interesting. Go on. Um, One thirty, to up muscle brother. Ah. Bullet Force is a course winner with a good draw. Yeah. And to me, he's well capable of hitting this mark as he showed a couple of times last year. Never more so than when he ran into one at the ledger meeting. Now I don't know if anybody remembers the winner that day, but he actually popped on and won the Breeders Cup. Um <laughs> that nursery. Yeah. Um the runner up has run with credit in uh dubai since then in the time after he was given absolutely no chance because he sat out the back at hq where the winner made all and the runner-up was super handy the runner-up was confirmed it's good form with a decent run at the craven and making this week he has got to compete off this mark here um they ended his season last year in the bloody security for god's sake I mean, he had no chance, you know, write, write that off. Um, but in the words of our esteemed colleague, Adam Norman, a very, very solid H-wear, best one. Point, <laughs> best one point H-wear.
3: Um, another disgrace. Uh, listeners, I do apologise. We're not going to get rich, um, you know, backing these things, scrambling in. Uh, you know, and and uh, you know, hanging on to third seven to one. I'll give you, John, because it's you, and we need to beat Franks. It's it's operation beat Franks this year. Seven, seven to one, uh, three places, one fifty odds for Bullet Force going against me, which I'd be more than happy. If Bullet Force touched me off, uh, given it's the Kilt Trains Value Theory, right. <laughs> So on to Andy, right? Andy finishes off with a rouser. No, I've
1: got a nice, I've got a nice each way bet in a dead eight.
3: Oh, Oh, (laughs) oh, we're stinking the place (laughs) out.
1: No, I'm only joking. I've actually got a bit blogger. Actually, we don't mind that. I've got a bit blogger. Um, I've I've been missed out on Mr. Mullins in the uh, Grand National, but didn't everyone, apart from those who bet at Betfair SP? 010 uh, tomorrow in this 239 no 314 we're on 314 no, at Musselburgh. um I mean I went back and watched this french race uh, and it's just a question of how short I wanted to go with 010 I think at about seven to two I can just about get away with it if it's uh, if there's with three points um I think it's chucked in to be honest with you um looking at the horses he's running against um okay it didn't I mean it was a decent a very decent hurdler um and then they decided to run it on the flat if you go back and watch it run in the French group one now it wasn't i admit it wasn't the strongest French group one but he didn't have travel well uh and if you look at those around it he's still off a decent mark here I think he's still a bit unexposed sometimes you know sometimes we can all get a bit too clever can't we and Sometimes you just look at it and think, Emmett must know must know something here. He's booked the uh, uh, the uh, the lad who had a little bit of trouble, shall we say, with the old nose candy last year, um, who is obviously <laughs> obviously a de- but obviously a decent rider. Um, I think it's seven two, three point zero ten. Um I mean, there's not an awful lot against it, is there, really? I don't I couldn't find anything else that was against ahead of the handicapper, shall we say. So I shall lob in three point zero ten uh for Emmett to have another good Saturday.
3: Well, you can't fault that. at least it's a three-point nap with the Carrots team, and um, and the Colombian kid taking <laughs> t- taking taking seven off. Um, you know, and uh, hanging out bags of bags with of only, Charlie to only, the crowd after his. <laughs> <only a> <laughs>
1: He's only a pound higher than his um, Irish mark. I mean, what's he on? Uh, what's he on over? Uh, over? Over? His chase mark's 147. His earn was marks 141, and he's off 107 here. So he's still, you know, should have a little bit in hand, I think. And uh, what, uh, the opposition didn't look great. Uh, I suppose the only one I did think against him was Um uh, Hannon's got a very good record on his second run since the uh, the old nuts have been chopped off. That's uh, the horse, not Richard Hannon. Um, yeah. But, so um, so, well, yeah, I did. Th- I did think John might comment there. I can think of several people this week that probably want their nuts chopping off. Although uh, I don't think you could do that with Pretty Patel, could you? No. So, <laughs> well, 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 you, you might. Be sure. be able to, you might be able to actually, but yeah. uh, hey ho. Uh, but no, zero ten gets the uh, gets the vote there.
3: because uh, Well, well rounded off. So that that's our bar stewards. Uh, bets for the Easter weekend and hopefully it will line your pockets with silver. So let's look at the televised races tomorrow in more detail to give everyone their adrenaline fix um, during the splendid coverage uh, provided by ITV. Uh, um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we'll, we're gonna go to newbury first in case we run out of time because i ain't, i ain't got much time for that scottish lump pit tomorrow um uh, the 150 at newbury is the uh, john porter and i think i think before we discuss the john porter the, the ground at newbury the clark's baffling me again they've borrowed pontifracts clark clearly because um he did dis- you get
1: did you get a reply
3: no, no, no reply. They never no. reply, Clarks. Do you know why they don't reply? Because their job is a very difficult job to do, mm. and 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 the racing media keep telling you this every time uh, they, they they report on Clark. It's a difficult job, as a clerk's job. Um, you, can, you can understand how difficult it is. You know, you've only got about twenty meetings a year, and you would have to turn up and eat a few lunches, and you know, take a stick reading at six a.m. while you walk in the dog, and you know, and you know, and having a fag. And um, and yeah, I can see how difficult a clerk's job really is.
0: um it's with Ben Tester for DSS, isn't it? <laughs>
3: um, so I mean, I mean, that's where we're at. Newbury claim. The ground. I mean, obviously, we know that they've had good temperatures today, so we know the ground's going to dry. But it's as if the clerk has decided he, he's he's watered for good. He's he's not. He's certainly not watered for good to firm because if you look at Newbury's past descriptions, there will be no firm in that description tomorrow, no matter what drying day they've had today. Um, certainly, five point eight. Is soft ground, not good, good to soft in places as advertised. So clearly the twenty one degrees they've had down there today was very needed. And it's a good job it was three degrees above uh, of, of what the clerk thought it was gonna be on the forecast because that's probably helped him a little bit, but it probably will dry out to good anyway. Um really happy with the state of the descriptions the clerks are coming out with because it's a disservice to punters. But the one hundred fifty race, the John Porter, Illarab is the one hundred to thirty favourite um Anybody any views on this uh, that take your eye And Andy you any sort of like stats on these or anything that you you want
1: to uh, not 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 particularly on this I've got a few on the spring cup which uh, might it might enlighten and help out um not really I thought the one if there was one I want it was probably one I wanted to take on here more than anything more than back anything I probably want to take on thunderous. Yeah, I don't really think that deserves to be favourite. I'd rather yeah. have, have Max Vega, uh, who we've got a bit of previous with from last year, yes. um, Raymond Tusk, um, and even Stone, who <coughs> um, we've got also got a bit of previous with. But I'd rather have them on the side. I, I wasn't particularly keen on Thunderous, so if I was going to do anything in this, I'd probably have a small layer of Thunderous at around... Three or one hundred to thirty, and have the rest running for me. But it wasn't really uh, like you. I, the, the card I'm put off by betting at Newbury because I just don't know what the ground is.
3: Yeah, I mean, you'd be surprised to see, say, like an early race run there, uh, like the John Porter. And if it if it comes back seven seconds slower than standard, you you then you then don't know what to think. Well, how, you know, how, what does that make the straight courses then? Um, well, we a
1: conversation about the last two meetings at Pontefract because they yeah, I, they've both been wrong.
3: Yeah, miles out as well. Not yeah. even, not even close. Not even close. Yeah, it's it's and same with Rippon as well. To be fair, um, R- Ripon gave it out as soft, and according to the going sticks that I looked on the archive, um, it was definitely near a heavy. The the stick the stick reading and and the times come for me came across as heavy the other day at Ripon. Um, a lot you know,
0: of bad margin winners as well, wasn't there? Yeah, there? quite a lot of them weren't handling it at all.
3: It was riding very slow. Um, so so, so I'm, I'm upset with these clerks because the I mean, surely if you've got the data on Turf Track's archive, if you if you're a clerk and you say, right, my stick says six point three today, look on the turf tracks archive on previous clerks for a rough idea. Problem is you can look at some courses and six point three will give out soft good to soft good anything. <laughs> it's an impossible task, but I think. It needs to be improved upon. Um, it's, it's a poor state of affairs. But I'm with you, Andy, on this. I'm against Thunderous because it's the wrong running style as well for Newbury. Um, yeah. they'll, they'll probably bomb on with it. and, and, and it's, it's, it's I just fancy something like Illarab to pick it off. Max Vega, would probably want softer ground. But like you say, how soft will it be? We don't know. Is it going to be good? I don't know. Adam, John, your thoughts on this?
0: I, I, I just didn't want a barra the race, really, to be, to be honest. Um, again, covering all ground, we we don't know what the ground is. You know, I mean, it's it's coming to something when a, a big race on a Saturday is your tester, but I think you have to view this as a tester. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. And uh, I would imagine, given the, the lack of an obvious front-runner, um, Thunder Cunt will probably go on. And try and make all for the kilt and the quilt, but um, <laughs> I I I wouldn't want to be with with that one at all down there. So no no bet for me.
3: It's a difficult start to to Newbury Saturday card. I've had a bet in the uh, Fred Darling, so I'll sit this one out, chaps. Any 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 fillies take your eye in this. I'll probably
1: just I'll probably just back your back yours. I mean you've got yeah. to go back what have well, you got to go back to nineteen ninety nine when uh Wince won it to find the last winner to add the thousand guineas to the with this and I was looking through for some prices on the ones that are in it in the thousand guineas and the shortest I could find was Wild Beauty at twenty to one and Jumbly at forties. Yeah. So I think that probably just about sums the race up.
2: Yeah. You're, You're a, a big Jane Have Chapelheim family. I am massive. What uh, what do you
3: make of heat of the moment? Um, yeah, I, I I think she I think she, I think she was relatively impressive enough on debut at Yarmouth. Can remember the race. Um, she she went off unbacked, which which says to me that that possibly they either didn't think much of her um, or or simply that that the, the opposition uh, weren't that much. And that that's where I'm going on on the numbers. I did think that he, at the moment, had a lot to find, probably in the region of about twenty-five pounds from that debut. Mm. Okay. Mm. That's but, where. But I was. that
2: train is capable, isn't she? Uh, you know,
3: she's she's uh, she, well, she's got the Aussie carrots. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean she's uh, you know, you saw with Claymore this week. You know, she can train. Um,
2: but uh, I'm not sure about those white bridles, though. Very off-putting.
3: Yeah, it's not, it's not, not really my cup of tea either. Um, you know, he kind of, kind of, kind of, he takes jazzy. it away. T- yeah, takes it away from looking at the horse rather it than does, the. Yeah. You know, I like to look at the horse and the head and the, and and you know how it carries it. The, the, you just end up staring at a white bridle. Yeah, I know. It I know.
2: Stop our lap. Says. <laughs> <laughs> yes, didn't, I, the, didn't the tinklers used to use him? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you got all those
1: you got all those white takeoff boards now as well to look at, haven't you?
2: Well, well, Colin, oh,
0: yeah. Stratton, Colin yeah. Stinkley, used to say it, it, was, it was easier for race riding, but then they went and had Tim Tinkler bouncing up and down. <laughs> you, you, you could pick her up if she was riding a race on the fucking corner. So you, <laughs> you, you didn't need a white rider when she was riding. Jesus.
3: Yeah, um, just to know, a couple of fillies in here that that I thought was. Notable going forwards. Uh, I think Miss Ann's going to be quite nice, but I worry about. I, yes, I worry about her with the ground as it is tomorrow, yeah. uh, and also I think she's a sprinter. I genuinely think she'll she'll be she'll get seven, but I think she'll peak probably at six. I think she's got a nice turn of foot, and um, I, I, I'm not. Sh- I think they're just trying this just to see if she genuinely gets or, or potentially could could stretch out, but I don't think so. Um and the other the other one I'd, I'd sort of mention in this uh again the race that I uh, I ran in with my bet Barbanera Symphony Perfect. Um that that's interesting because uh that did come down the, the dip very nicely, but she's there's not much of her, she's quite compact and and I'm I, I don't know what a physical progression will be like this year. Um but the one thing's for sure though, there's a lot of stamina on the damn side, and Hannans have done this before uh when they've trained horses they've, they 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 just keep them at sprint trips as two year olds and it's like some of them just develop and you know sometimes just want want that little bit further and and this that could happen um for symphony perfect so i just wouldn't rule horses like that out because while beauty who's 11 to 4 favorite her form's okay really that's all it's decent it's good it deserves to be favorite i'm not saying it doesn't but is it is it that far clear i'm not so sure that, that's where I'd be on the race, to be honest. Majestic Glory's obviously beaten her once before last season as well for Andrew Baldy. Anyway, we'll go on to the Greenham, the three o'clock. Uh, perfect power for Faye and Sumion again, heads the market at two to one. The 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 big doubt for me again, possibly this Colt is the trip. Um, you know, has assured great acceleration uh, to win uh, and put races to bed over six. I don't think seven's a particular problem, but you never know. Our dad's <laughs> Our dad himself was a was a crack sprinter, uh so I, I, What what do we think here, chaps?
0: I think Angel Blur will outstay Perfect Power on this on what we think the ground might be.
3: Yeah, mm.
0: but you can't be certain until you've seen the race. No,
3: I think that's so difficult when when we're sipping like <clears throat> this, because how it rides, if it's going to ride slow on the slow side, of good. You'd you then take on everything that that has doubtful stamina doubts, like Miss Carol Ann in the Fred Darling. That cannot win uh, for me a a, a a Fred Darling on 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 Jukes. But but if 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 it's riding good or because I don't know how, how the drying effects work today. I, I suppose we'll find out when the clerk does his, can be asked to do his reading in the morning. Um,
0: well, it's live from Gilbury tomorrow, isn't it? So he, he won't be taking a raid until half nine. No, it will be half nine.
3: He'll be, it'll, it'll,
0: it'll, it'll it'll, be it'll, out on the track, won't he? And he'll be, uh, showing the owner his stick. <laughs>
3: <A> dirty stick. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a muddy stick by then. Um... Yeah. <laughs> Might be a dodgy stick. <laughs> uh, so any, any thoughts on the Greenham chaps before we move on?
1: I thought Lucille might be a little bit of value. But again, you just don't know the ground, do you? Um, it's just, I, I, you know, I mean, if, 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 it is, if it is a bit softer than we think it might be, or as soft as it might be, Angel Blur would have a his, his best performances have certainly been on testing ground, haven't they? Um, the Jean-Luc Lagardère and the and the grand, uh, the Criterium International were both on testing ground. Uh, he beat, what did he beat? The Wizard of Eye uh, in the Jean-Luc Lagardère there. So I suppose of the two, I'd probably favour Angel. If I knew it was going to ride softer, I'd probably favour Angel Angel Blur over that one. But again, it's just doesn't, it's not an appealing
3: betting uh, heat. No, I, I totally concur with that. And I, um... you,
0: you kind of wonder why anybody's chancing this green and for their arses, don't you? On like what might be, Testing, you know, if if you're fancying one for the guineas, why why would you risk what might be really dead ground pulling the guts out of them two weeks before the guineas?
3: Well, Anand the Cannon's actually come out and said that he he hated the soft ground at Doncaster. Um, so we'll be avoiding any ground with the word soft in it from now on. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that this, I I hope he's not going to
0: avoid soft ground, does it?
3: Well. (laughs) Right, so it's five point eight. I'm being, tra- I'm, I am i am i can not wait to see uh, the clock stick in the morning. Um, you know,
0: <laughs> in Leona,
3: <laughs> and, and you know, just to, to see where we're at with that. And you know, it's, this is incredible because good, good ground has been six point eight at Newbury before. Six yeah. point, let that sink in. Six, and we're five point eight. So obviously, it's going to get after today. Might be what six three, six four. I guess maybe. So that's still we're still not there. Um, I mean, I mean, he's watered. He's, he's actually watered. <laughs> I think he thinks it's Energy Gold Cup meeting in November. That's what he's <laughs> thinking. He's watering for that, you know. So, so the lovely old boats don't come to accidents in in, 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 a, in a three and a three and a three and a quarter mile chase. Anyway, uh, we'll move on as we've got nothing solid to offer. You, uh, which
2: I, I once got very drunk with Stan Moore. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds promising.
3: Come on, carry on
2: I want to hear this That was a long time ago That's it yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, Jesus Christ I mean It's not for public care consumption though <laughs> <laughs> I, the, the fact that I nearly died of, thought, of alcohol poisoning just...
3: I thought. I thought Stan had bundled you into the back of his Mondeo.
2: He may well have done. You know, I have absolutely no recollection of what happened. Mad. You know,
3: he's fifty-one plate Monday or diesel. You know, so you was you were smelling the diesel in in, in the what boot, as you. Whatever you know. happened
2: after one o'clock that night, I have no idea.
3: Uh, anyway, no oh idea. Yeah, you, groundbreaking story on Bar Stewards. Uh, Stanmore kidnap kidnapped Norman. <laughs> that's, one for the, that's one for the sermon. You've got to get that on, I think. That... Yeah, uh, right. The, the 3.35 and the Spring Cup. Um, obviously, uh, some people might have expected me to tip robe Bear after tipping him last time. But uh, he's seven or two. Meat on the bones. The Masai Mara, uh, three days old carcass. <laughs> and uh, Rogue Bear is seven to two, and it's just one of them. He's not the sort of horse to back at seven or two, and, and Andy loves a loves an in-running trade. Um, Rogue Bear, I, I can't see, like, like he's not a bridal horse. He, he's a, he's a tricky sort of old ride. He, he comes off the bridle at various points in his race. He's slowly away. Andy Richmond's all over this to to get some bigger prices and trade it back Andy. what do you say
1: probably yeah I, I can sort of see the angle in that i mean there's there's a few little bits and pieces of sort of stats i can give you in this that uh, i've done and uh, a uh, horse is rated 101 or higher of naught from 44 in the race no horse has won this with under four career starts there's only 15 that have tr- 15 to try but they're all beaten the seven year olds have taken a bit of a beating since nineteen ninety eight. Seven or more anything seven or older, one from sixty-three in this. So yep. they're not the ones to concentrate on. I can see him going quite well, road bear, but yeah, he's sort of one of these sort of hardy sort of horses, isn't he? Um the horse I do like is the top weight migration, but I'm slightly put off by these uh by his large weight in this. I, I don't really want to have a bet in the race strangely enough horses drawn one to five have won four of the last six runnings Um oh, that's but, interesting but there's nothing there's nothing outstanding this is oh this is us who would would fail the age that's mr tyrrell uh tidalina irish admiral and modern news are the are those ones that are in there i don't know if that's any sort of help to anyone but i mean you've got you know you've got that, you know, run runners from the Lincoln have done well out of this, which is no great surprise, I suppose. Um, I did have a I did have a little bit of a st- yeah horses yeah horses from the Lincoln do well if they if they're four five or six if they were beaten under fourteen lengths last time they actually do pretty well in this so you could give Road Bear a definite chance on that but I'm not sure I like you I'm not sure I'd want to be steaming into that at you know four point seven on the machine now and. And and Salem as well is just heading it for favoritism. Quite like uh, I suppose of, of the ones, Irish Admiral would be quite nice. And I'll be keeping an eye on migration because I think he's a really nice horse. Um, and I like the trainer as well. But there wasn't anything that really stood out for me in it. I wouldn't be wouldn't be rushing. And again, the, the ground <coughs> is just a, a question mark for me. I, just don't, mm. I Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh,
3: John, John, are you all, all over Sergeant Wilson?
0: Um, no, well, not in this race. Um, the one I was interested in was Mick Windmills, um, Trey Flo. Yeah. I know it sells on Andy's age stat, but yeah.
1: um,
0: I did think this ran really well at York when we were there, uh, last year. Mm. Between three and three quarter by Christ's turn, who, uh, thick think Dave gave a blinder to... He did. Um... Ran off 96 that day. Don't wait to eat now. Definitely well handicapped. Mick Windmill brought one along and won the Lincoln with a career best effort. Um, he, he's not normally a trainer on that to kind of back, but 20 to 1, I can probably make an exception. But the worrying thing is um, the jockey comments in the post uh the have asked still what he thinks, and he, he says, I hope the ground dries out because he doesn't like soft. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit disconcerted by that. I mean, the arse has won and good to soft in the past. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, um, I'm sure still knows better than us.
3: Well, it'd be interesting to see how it rides, but I like your case. It won off 92 last summer at Sandown.
0: Yeah, um, so um,
3: eighty-eight. It's um, yeah, and like you say, he he stuck it up everyone in the Lincoln. So
0: exactly, it looks like another one that can spoil everybody's day,
3: doesn't it? <laughs> another day spoiler. Yes, mm-hmm. like you say, you've got robe Bear. It's hit the front in the final furlong, and up comes Mick Windmill and SDS to chin you on the line. Windmilling. Yeah, and there's only, there's only John Lang happy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, right, so we're sort of running short of time to cover Musselboro apps. Um, I weren't that bothered about the meeting, but um, anything, any other business from from you guys that you like, um, Adam, come to you. Any any sort of other other horses that take take your interest tomorrow?
2: Yeah, there was a couple actually. Uh, obviously, I stick stuck to the the national, hunt. Uh, I, I think I mentioned Bavington Bob mm. earlier on in the three fifty two at, uh, at at Haydock. It looks looks a bit obvious to me. I can't I can't really. I'm a bit surprised he's been put in at, at ten to three across the board. Um, yeah. I, I, it's just impossible to knock the horse, to be honest. He you know, has won four times on the trot, uh, seven from 15 in total. Um, obviously, that run's going to going to stop at some point. Um, but he just seems the type that's just going to keep pulling it out. This is a bit of a, a bit of an afterthought, I suspect. Uh, 12 and 12 days after winning uh, at Kelso, um, but again, he was he was you know miles on top of the line. Uh, he's up, up nine, which is which is fair. Um, you know they've, they've got a, a twenty five grand pot to go for. They might as well do it. The, the if again the the ground I hate it, we have no idea. Tellrong's wrongs put a, ten mils on yesterday. Uh, you know that could be anything really. Um, but um, <laughs> I don't think the opposition holds many fears at all in that. To be honest, should get a nice toe in, one or two pacemakers in there. I just thought it was not as an obvious ten to three shot. The other one uh, later on in the fillies chase, uh, Phillies and mares. Good race, Maid O'Malley, who ran a massive race at uh, Cheltenham before coming down under the cold turd, who, uh, who has been sidelined since. Um, uh, B Hughes takes over, which is a was it itch- yeah you'd, you'd have to say that is a jockey upgrade. Um, but uh, uh, the Maid has gone up five pounds for four, uh, six pounds for falling at the second last, so a bit harsh. Um, it's a good race. I do like these Mare's races. Midnight Referendum was the one that I nearly tipped up. Uh, Cheekpieces pieces first time. She doesn't stay three miles. She doesn't go on, on deep ground. Um, perfect conditions tomorrow. Not over overfaced this winter. Down to a, a good mark of one, two, six. <clears> King <throat> King and Cannon. Uh, I really liked her. And again, she looked too big a price to me. I thought she'd go really well. Fantastic. Lo- love, 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 love your insights
3: there for you, Doc. Um, like you say, uh, the, the 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 Bavington Bob. Um, I mean, he's such a lazy bugger. Um, I mean, he comes off the bridle nearly every race he's running um, and looks sort of in trouble mid race uh, yeah. for, for strides, and and then he just he just does enough. It's it's like, what are you pushing me for? I've got I had a little chat hand. to
2: <laughs> Hammy after he won second time at uh, Newcastle. Says. Uh you'll be putting cheek pieces on next time. He sort of said, yeah, you know, but he hasn't done. Um, They'll they'll need him at some point, but I think it's been discussed elsewhere. He's all all over a sort of a a, a national type next year, a sort of, I don't know whether an Ida or something like that. Um, You know, the further he goes, the more he'll, he'll... it'll keep improving you know 139 looks looks high enough on on the basis of starting out on 117 but um you just don't know what he's got left yeah the tight as i say that if it does dry out this the the track's going to be a bit tight for him probably but um you know, yeah, because, I just thought it I just thought he'd be putting it two to one again, you know. just hmm. you know what why not, sort of thing. Yes, yeah, no,
3: I agree. Way yeah. won at Kelso was he's probably his easiest win as well. Yeah. Um, so Anne Hamilton, one of the, the, the pound for pound best trainers in the game. Um and uh, hopefully Bavington Bob will, will do the biz again tomorrow. Andy, you any other business? Yeah, I agree
1: with Adam about Babington Bob. He was on my sort of long short list. Um, Just quickly on him, I mean, don't be pressing the pink button if he's, as Adam has alluded to, when he's um, trading a bit bigger in running because... Last time out, he hit 10.5 at Kelso, still one. He's done that at Newcastle and he hit 10.5, uh, and he actually hit 210 when he won at Hexham uh, in a handicap hurdle uh, early last, well, late late last year. So he is a horse who definitely finds the pressure. Um, in the 4.39 at Carlisle, I thought Ritson, Is well handicapped if Mm. he if he travels uh, or if he um, doesn't uh, run as free as he did last time out. They probably give him a more conservative ride.
0: Stephen Abbott is
1: a dark one, a dark one in the two fourteen. Might be a slippery one. Uh, You have to watch the betting on this one. Horse called Priory Wood, Um, ridden by a seven pound claiming amateur last time out. Its point to point form isn't great for the John Joe O'Neill stable. Uh, they've managed to slip it into its make its chase handicap debut for Marcus 76, put the blinds on, Richie McLernan rides. There's been a few nibbles at it already. I could see that uh, Priory Wood in the 214 uh, may well get a bit of a nibble. And just at, the, uh, at Musselburgh, the 239. Uh McKenna, it's got a good record, uh good course record, one one two three. so for marker 97, both the defeats traded short in running, uh, two from four when Fresh comes back from a long break, and a Zar- uh, Zarzini in the same race, probably two against the field there would be my two picks in that, uh, but keep an eye on that Priory Wood at Newton Abbott tomorrow in the two fourteen. it might be a slippery one with nine meetings on, they might be trying to slip one in under the radar.
3: Terrific there, Andy. That's brilliant stuff from Andy and Adam there. Um on the on the Twig Oppos tomorrow. And and some great stuff there on and Andy with the uh, fresh stats on Mackinac and the core stats with McEnar and Zarzini as the two to side with there the, in the five fill on spring.
1: Draw on Zarzini, drawn in one's not great in the sprints at um at Musselburgh, but um it's probably got a pretty decent chance does like to finish second but watch the form of that race it worked out really well last year the first the third and the fourth or one next time out and zarzini was second in that race last year so it is a race that tends to work out good it was think it was called the scottish sprint cup last year but it's not this year but it is exactly the same race yeah
3: good good stuff thank you for that john anything for you there's
0: two fascinating maidens tomorrow uh, one's the at one's and the other ones, the six fifteen at Nottingham, where we have our two five to follow horses. <laughs> I'll be, uh, I'll be glued to to those races. Yeah.
3: Is this what you're looking for in the five twenty then tomorrow?
0: Yes. <laughs> Very much so.
3: Lionel for John and his followers for Sergeant Wilson. Are you backing this tomorrow, John, for for follower for
0: followers? No. I'm I'm very pleased at the at the price. The price has just come through actually and uh five to one. Yeah. Uh, against the Gosden one that ran at Donny, which I I, th- I think it'll piss on that one. Um yeah. to be perfectly honest. So I'm 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 very pleased with that. I mean Ottoman flake that they put in favourite. gelded for Derby. I never particularly like to say that with expensive purchases. So um am uh, I'm quite awful, really. I'm, I'm in deal with the fact it, it, we might get Spencer. I might have an each way wanker.
3: But I don't know. Yeah, I can smell. I can smell the each way from here, John. It's 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 it's, it's, it's wafted down like the con, like the myself, Contiki right? down to York. York HQ now smells of each way on that
0: one. Yeah, um, stinking.
3: So, what were you going to do in the six fifteen? What what's on yeah. the
0: we, we've got a, a Quentin Franks asked to follow in that one.
3: Is that uh, Sugarn, is it? sulcum Oh, sulcum Oh, yeah, of course, of Willie hmm. agassiz yeah. yeah
0: that, that's 10 to 1. Um, oh,
3: look who he's booked for it. Look, 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 look. It, it's Stevie Donoher, you know, the anchor. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> I, make, I make a bit more of a hint for these agassiz in Maidens. Ten, 10 to 1, I'm not entirely optimistic with that.
3: No, no. I think Quentin himself on private messages has sort of said he's he's a bit worried for Saturday's followers. Um, we saw him anyway. I don't I don't think he thinks it's d dealing with that one, so. But we'll we'll update Bar Stewards on on Twitter with what we think in the morning um, regarding any <laughs> of our followers. Hope you've enjoyed this cracking show. We're back on Sunday for a fairy house special sermon. Me, John, lone Malver, Catherine Fry. I believe he's oh. making an appearance with the Irish Lion King, Declan Carroll. So we've got five in the house. It's like one big mud wrestle fest. <laughs> um, Catherine, Catherine, Catherine Fry. Yes, everyone loves Catherine Fry. She's back. Uh, John's gave her permission, I think. So look forward to that on Sunday. So. Hope you enjoyed it. This is bye-bye from me, Adam, Andy, and John. Good evening.